Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Eva, I've not told you, I've got some great news. We've got literally hundreds, maybe even thousands of visitors. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Tadpoles are back. Oh, The oh, tadpoles are back. We're the Speakmans, married couple, life change therapists, authors and TV therapists. And Nick loves his cars, which I have to say, to be really honest, I don't quite get it. If it was shoes... I maybe would, but cars, I'm not so sure. <laughs> Shoes, and don't forget handbags. Yeah. I mean, how many handbags have you got? How many do you need? <laughs> Let's be honest. Come on, Eva. But anyway, we help people conquer all sorts of anxiety disorders like phobias, OCDs, panic attacks, and also eating disorders. And by hearing what other people have overcome, our approach, and a bit of clever theory too, our hope is that you'll be able to make a change in your life too. Yeah, so cosy up in your favourite chair. This is Making the Change. God, that must be nine years now on the trot that we've had. Got to be. It might even be ten. I mean, if you remember, that happened because one of the cats brought in a pregnant frog and we were like, oh my God, we need to... And we rescued it and then we kind of figured that she might be pregnant. Well, she looked it, certainly. Oh, she's a big girl, weren't she? She was a big girl. And we... um, and we put her in our in our little in our little and our fountain, fountain in the front garden, and uh, every year since then they've come back. Do you know what I I really love frogs and toads, but it's amazing how many people contact us who are actually petrified of them, like so scared. So many and so many people have been traumatized by. So, and this is the funny thing that people have got a phobia to a frog or a toad, and yet the origin of that was seeing a parent mowing the lawn, mow over a frog and kill it. And they've been traumatised and had a frog phobia because a frog died. And the frog did nothing wrong. Or another one, another common one, which also traumatises children, is when they've got an older sibling that might throw a frog at them or, or do something like that. And then that obviously leads on to them acquiring a phobia. And I think that, and we always say this, because so many people contact us and go, okay, I've got this issue, I don't know how it started. I've got generalised anxiety disorder. I have anxiety, I have panic attacks, I have OCD, I have a phobia, I have social anxiety, I have got um, low self-esteem. And and they they tell us all this and then they, they give us the line, but I don't know how it started. And we always say, trauma. Yeah. 
I want to read you some lovely messages we've had. So this one says, hi, Nick and Eva, loving your podcast. We really appreciate that. It's nice to know that this is Lisa, that she's enjoying our podcast. She said, I was forced to make a change because I had a car accident. The car flipped over, so it was very traumatic, but miraculously, I was okay. However, I used to drive to work and I can't anymore. Public transport is too complicated, so I've literally had to quit my job. Can I change back to being able to drive without fear? Thank you, Lisa, hashtag making the change. How many times do we get that story? Yeah. How many times do people tell us that they've got an issue with driving? And again, trauma. So Lisa's obviously had a trauma and being the car accident. Well, let's put this into perspective for okay, Lisa. Okay, so if Lisa, Lisa, if you were sat in front of us, what, what would we be saying? Well, I'd be saying, right, Lisa, here's the thing. What happened in that moment when your car flipped over, and it can be a second where you have that thought, I'm going to die, and your fight-or-flight mechanism then is kicked into place, and basically your brain will go, right, if I don't die then what I will do is make sure that you are never in this situation again and your life isn't put in at risk again. So it's in a car, so what it does, it blames the car. So now your fight or flight mechanism, Lisa, is protecting you from being in a car. So every time you go near a car, you will feel anxious because the mechanism kicks in. You'll struggle to be a passenger, but certainly you'll struggle driving. Yeah. And, and then, so I suppose what we do and our, and our therapy is based on helping people to see it for what it was and not how it felt. So it felt like a trauma, understandably. So what we... But, but interestingly, even, and uh, sorry to interrupt you there, but a lot of people say, look, you were fine, you drove before, you're all right, just get in the car and push through it. Now, in some ways, pushing through things is like gradual exposure and it does work. But most of the time, if you're already frightened, it actually makes it worse. Well, that's because, and I think, again, a lot of people say to us, you know, I've, I've got this issue and it just seems to get worse and worse. I've got this phobia. It seems to get worse every year. I have panic attacks. Now I seem to have them more often and, and it seems to grow. And the reason that is, is because it's like exercising a muscle. So the more times you're triggered, the more times you're exercising that muscle and therefore it becomes bigger and more defined and you add more triggers to it. So potentially with Lisa, it started off with a car, but that could then... But then, but then she's still got to go to work. So every time she gets in a car yep. to go to work, every day she gets triggered, she feels anxious, and it gets gradually gets worse and worse and worse. Exactly. Which, which is, is why, why she's given it a job. So, so making that transition from see it for what it was and not how it felt, and how I see it... Go on, go for it. Yeah. ...is what actually saved her life that day. Clear as day, isn't it's it? It's as clear as day. Yeah. The one thing that completely protected her, saved her life, and probably took a bashing on her behalf to keep her safe was the car. So how can she blame the car and therefore For want to be, be protected from cars because cars saved her life? Exactly. So That's like, and you know, you've heard me use this analogy before, but it's one of my favourite ones. Do you know what? Over the last twenty nine years, look, yeah, I've you, heard don't, you just stuff. don't know what you're going to get, do you? I know, it but could I've be anything. Heard it, a billion it could be times. anything, right? But <laughs> it's like so that car. Without question, clear as day, saved Lisa's life. So it's a bit like your house is on fire, you're in the bedroom, the whole of the downstairs is on fire, you're stuck in the bedroom, and you're like, I'm going to die, I'm going to die, I'm, you know, I'm going to burn alive here. And then you see this ladder come to your bedroom window, and you look out, and, and you can see that this super hunky, muscly, fit fireman... Mega hot. Yeah, is there, and he says, come on. And he puts you over his shoulder, saves your life, right? Without question, saves your life. You get to the bottom of the ladder and you say, right, you, point at him and say, I hate you, right? I'm going to be frightened of you for the rest of my life. Because you That's, saved my life. Because you saved my life. 
Yeah, and that's what Lisa's doing with the car. Well, hopefully that little analogy there will help Lisa to to actually realise the... Think of the hot fireman. Think of the hot fireman, but also realise that the car was there to protect her and it's only ever... Exactly what it did. ...helped and served her through her life. That's it. That's and what And there's one other do. thing that I'd like to throw in here because some people have been in this situation and we've dealt with so many also become claustrophobic because if they were had the seatbelt on and they were hanging upside down and they felt like they couldn't get couldn't escape, again... They become frightened of enclosed spaces, but the enclosed space saved Lisa's life. And, you know, we, we, we always say for nine months of your life, you were in the tightest, most enclosed space ever. And that kept you safe. In the womb. That's right. Anyway, moving on. Um, okay. I'm, still, I'm, still, I'm still just sort of, uh, you put a big smile on my face, but I could actually imagine that hunky hot fireman at the top of that ladder. <laughs> Do you know what, Eva? I've got a ladder. I'll just get. I'll just buy a fireman's outfit for you. Yeah, we're, we're good. We'll give it a go. Yeah. See if it works. <laughs> so um, I'm not setting fire to anything. No, though. don't. That, that, that we don't want to do that. Okay. So um, I've got another another little message here. So this says, "Dear Nick and Eva, thanks for your podcast. Hashtag making the change. Oh, this is sad. My husband cheated on me, leaving me feeling worthless and useless. I'm so confused and lonely, and I just can't seem to see a happy future." Can this change? Thanks, Emma. What saddens me the most reading those words is my husband cheated on me, leaving me feeling worthless and useless. I mean... How does that work? How does that work? Who yeah. who actually is worthless and useless in this scenario? Who actually made a legal contract with somebody and then broke it? Who was the one that actually Who's went... Who cheats? Yeah, so... Yeah. Emma, you definitely shouldn't be feeling in any way useless or worthless. If anything, if I was Emma, I'd be feeling blinking self-righteous, I would. Because at least... You feel let down, though. I mean, well, you know, let down, you, yes. You're spending your life with someone and then suddenly you find that that happens and, and it's all falling apart. You've got a bit of rebuilding to do. So you that's do. Feels and, and, and I get that. But for me, there's two things. And, and this happens quite a lot where people have that trauma of heartbreak, as Emma has... And then yet that leads them to feel worthless and have low self-esteem. When in actuality, before Emma ever met her husband, before she ever met him, she survived perfectly well without him. And I think we lose sight of that. I think we give power to so many people when the truth is, is that we are the ones that are strong. We are the ones that make it through each day. And I think Emma sort of needs to realise that before she ever met her husband, she survived perfectly well without him. And I think she also needs to realise, and I know that people, when I say this to people, they kind of look at me incredibly confused and a little bit like, what the heck are you talking about? But I'd be saying, Emma, don't take it personally. Because what, and what I mean by that is, I know that her husband did not think, right, Emma's getting on my nerves. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to just go out randomly and find somebody and have an affair. It was never some cunning master plan. It evolved because of his issues. It evolved because for some reason, and obviously we will never know what that is, but for some reason, perhaps he was feeling that he had low self-esteem. Perhaps he's got issues from his past and he's looking for some sort of attention and clarification of, of love. And it was for that reason that he actually strayed, not to hurt Emma, but to build up his own self-worth and his own self-esteem. And Alternatively, he could just be a cheater. And, and that could be learned behaviour too. That could his, be, that could father, be, that could be that, copied I mean, behaviour. I mean, we've, we've met a lot of times where... You know, mum and dad split up when children are young and an impressionable boy and, and then his dad goes on to have loads of different 
or he has loads of different stepmoms as such and then that's not well that's how it works yeah how i would now look at this you know you can't change that situation it happened but you can change your perception of it and realize actually it's not your fault you can also take strength from the fact that you made a contractual agreement and you stuck by it so you're the actual the person who is the bigger person out of all this and the other thing is you've suddenly been given an opportunity to have a new start and that should be exciting because what when you when you're married to somebody when you're living with somebody you can only do an element of what you want because you've got to be considerate of that other person. You've got to kind of allow them to be a part of any of your decisions and your life plan. Whereas now, Emma has got an opportunity to move forward and start afresh. So she should think of this as, right, okay, can't change it, but this is actually a brand new start. So make some plans, get out there, start to socialise, start to speak to friends, get distracted, basically. Get distracted in the short term, until your sort of your heartbreak heals and remind yourself of how, how amazing you are and what a great person you are to have got through something that was really hurtful but to see it as a positive what's really interesting i mean i'm, I'm i've only just read two of the messages that we've received and again going back to our theory that everything all our negative behaviors negative beliefs all start with some form of trauma obviously both yeah. of them start with trauma but i i think a lot of different forms but, of trauma well exactly i mean if you look at one of the biggest phobias in the world is a spider phobia for example and most common i mean obviously you learn behavior so why do you have the accent that you do because you copy your environment so if you've got a parent or a grandparent or somebody you spend a lot of time with who has a, a spider phobia or any kind of phobia or behavior then potentially you're going to copy it however one of the biggest components to having a spider phobia is by being shocked or surprised. So you literally, you wake up one morning not expecting to see a spider on your pillow and that shock is a trauma because you're only little and it because it came as quite a shock and therefore suddenly you create a spider phobia when in actual fact the spider wasn't really doing anything, was it? It was just sat there just passing the time of day. I, I, th- I think without overgeneralising here, I, I, I could even say that all negative behaviours come from a trauma of some sort. Mm. Because even if it's copied behaviour, you're copying a traumatic behaviour. Should I tell you, this, this is, and this is another, another form of, of trauma that people might not realise is a yeah, trauma. Well, so I suppose when people are looking for the origin of their issues, it's things to consider, but a prank. And I remember, and it wasn't done in malice at all, but I remember being a kid and my dad thinking it was really funny to give me a spoonful of English mustard on a spoon and tell me it was custard because it was yellow. And I must have only been about four or five. I was traumatised by that. And I actually had a thing about mustard for quite some time. I mean, and, and I was, in essence, and I know people go, what do you mean you're blaming? I blamed the mustard for that, so avoided mustard, when really the person that made that happen was my dad, but it was a prank. And then loads of people who have got spider phobias again or have been chased by a sibling or snake phobias, by a, chased by a sibling with a pretend snake, and another prank that goes on to lead claustrophobia very oh, often. is being locked in a cupboard. Yeah, or one of you, an older brother or sister putting you under a quilt and holding it down and, like, pretending to hold on to you and you can't get out. Yeah. 
If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. But anyway, just another issue that causes traumas, horror films, clown phobias that we've worked with, the bulk of them were from, from the film It. Yeah. Shark phobias from the film Jaws. Yeah. And, and the thing is, and, and a lot of other, you know, snake phobias from a film called Anaconda. Arachnophobia, the film, spiders. Yeah, so many. And basically what that comes down to is those films were usually an 18 rated because when you're 18, you understand. And why do we have horror films? Because people like being frightened, but they've got the cognition to be able to understand, I'm going to watch this film, I expect to be frightened. But if you watch it at a younger age, and most of the people that have had these phobias have been five, six, seven, eight, nine, yeah, ten. Yeah, so because, they shouldn't have been because watching it. They shouldn't have been watching it. And, and they're basically, don't forget, at those that age group, you're taught to develop your imagination. You know, you believe in a lot of things that, that aren't particularly real, and therefore you think that those films can be real, and therefore mm. they, they traumatise you. I remember when I was little watching Crime Watch, and as a consequence of watching, of watching Crime Watch, I then had a fear of being left at home alone because I was scared that someone was going to break in and I was going to be held hostage. Really? Which comes back I to did the, not know that. No, and that's just a bit of a light bulb moment for me because we had a conversation about that in the car the other day. 
Well, yeah, we well, not about, about Crime Watch. No, yeah, not about no, Crime Watch, not, but about me yeah. not sleeping well and being on high alert, and you, we were trying to discover where the origin is. There you go, just found it. Isn't you that know, funny? Is... Because we talked about that, and literally that was two two days, two ago. days ago. Yeah, and, it's and just that, come to me. And you, yeah. I mean, we always, every, we all know our. We own all know answer, the answers, but we just don't realise where to look. And sometimes it just takes a little bit longer. And there you go. That's it. Crime Watch. So that's the reason why you don't go into a deep sleep. Yes. Because of Crime Watch. Yes. Right. Well, that needs resolving, Mr. Speedman. It certainly does. So I'll get onto that straight away. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes, please do. Yeah. So anyway, other out. just to other traumas. Have you ever had a trauma? Uh, you like, know I've had a trauma. Uh, when we were in Hawaii and... Oh, your we near-death to... experience. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, a near-death experience. I'm going to give you this one. A near-death experience is a trauma. So mm. that's another... And know, it was. What, well, it's It was you. because we were, we were on the beach and I didn't see... They had the red flags up because the, the currents were so bad. All I could see, because it was quiet, there weren't that many people on the beach. Uh, there were some people surfing and apparently... <laughs> You can surf if there's a red flag because the, the beach... There, I can't remember the beach now, what it was. Well, we but, went off in the car, didn't we? Uh, we, were, we found this Yeah, but that beach. beach is where they have all the surfboarding competitions. Oh, really? Because apparently the waves are so high. Anyway, so I decided to go into the... Uh, uh, go for a swim. And I swam that far out that when I tried to get back in, I couldn't... I literally could not swim I remember that back day. in I, because I of the undercurrents. And all that was happening, I was swimming, and instead of going towards the beach, I was going sideways. I got to the point where I just thought, I just cannot swim anymore. The, um, but fortunately, there was a lifeguard that came over. I was going to say, the lifeguard rescued you. That, that just said to me, look, just stop swimming. It'll carry so I just back. stopped. Yeah, and when, it's funny because when I stopped swimming, then, a, then this big wave came and just threw me on the beach. Yeah, same. But then again, do you remember that time when we were... I can't remember where we were going. And I just remember I'd fallen asleep. We were on an aeroplane. I'd fallen asleep. It was dark. I remember everybody was sort of watching films and stuff. And I looked and, and the seat beside me was empty. And I'm like, where's he gone? Anyway, I thought nothing of it. Carried on watching whatever I was watching on my little TV screen there on the plane. Anyway, after about another 20 minutes, I thought, oh, okay, all right. Something, something isn't quite right here. You've been gone ages. And so I'm like looking around and the guy across the aisle must have noticed that I'm now starting to look a little bit, a little bit concerned. And he said to me, are you looking for your husband? I went, yeah. He said, oh, yeah, he collapsed in the aisle about half an hour ago. I was like, oh, crap. So, um, yeah, I remember that. And then I came and went running to the, to the front of the plane, spoke to the flight attendants, and she said, oh, yeah, he's in the bathroom. And I knocked on the bathroom and I tell you what, I thought you were about... I didn't know whether you'd gone in there for a, a swift you yoga, know what? It, yoga it went, session. No, it, honestly, it went from... Your so. leg was up <clears throat> on the sink somehow. Yeah, well, well what happened? I was... Uh, I just suddenly felt really light, light-headed and, and dizzy and thought I was going to be sick. So I got up, and as I got up and I was walking towards the toilet, I fainted, and I was, like, looking up. And I just remember waking up and seeing all these people sat in the seat looking down at me, feeling so embarrassed, and then I thought, oh, I'll just... And, everyone, and don't you hate it when you've hurt yourself and people go, are you all right? Are you, you all right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, obviously I'm not all right, but anyway. But you pretend so you are. You pretend, yeah, yeah, there's nothing wrong with you, yeah. fine, yeah. And so I went in, into the uh, toilet, but then I realised that when I fell, I got my foot caught under someone's seat, broke my toe. <laughs> just like, God. this is the thing with me and you breaking toes. <laughs> so I'm then sat in the toilet and I'm coming round and feeling a bit better. Oh. Uh, but my toe's throbbing. But Bless then I just said the embarrassment. I thought, I've got to walk back now with those but people. But you know what? And- hey, do you know what, though? Talking about embarrassment, that is one of the biggest reasons that people have glossophobia, like a fear of public speaking or social embarrassment. anxiety. Yeah. It is, it's, a, it's, a, it's a traumatic yeah. thing. I mean, it's like, you know, if you... Like, as a, as a, I as had a, a fear of public speaking, as you know. As, as did I. Right, and, and, 
and, and that came from the fact that being in school, can't even remember what, what book we had to read, but just standing up in class and you had to read a paragraph and it went, it went round the class. And because I mispronounced some words... Which you tend to do, but I always thought that was to them bright, them new teeth. You just do, you. you just do, don't yeah. you? Anyway, and, and everyone in the class laughed at me. So what happens in that moment... I don't want to feel like this. That's it a doesn't trauma, feel though, great. It? It's a trauma. So my brain goes, okay, I will protect you from this in the future. So you're not in that situation again. So what it does, my fight or flight mechanism is now attached to me speaking to a group of people. Yeah. So if ever I had to do that again, because the main time I had to do that after that was I asked to do, I was asked to uh, be best man at a wedding, and I was terrified for weeks before coming up to the speech, and that's because. My brain's just going, you're going to get laughed at. You get, you know, and it's, which is ridiculous. And when we started doing workshops again, I used to get anxious before we went on stage. And uh, as you know, I'm perfectly fine now because I'm talking all the time. In fact, I'll talk to anything. Yeah. You know, in <laughs> fact, you know, I, I, was li- I was talking to a shoebox the other day. Really? I, seriously, I was talking to a shoebox because I read on the box and it said converse. And I thought, well, go on, let's have a go then. <laughs> Not yeah, yeah, but honestly, so um, but yeah, who'd have thought that I would have had a fear in public speaking? Yeah, but but yeah, but humiliation is yeah. um, a real, it's traumatic, and then goes on to lead to people becoming shy, socially anxious, um, and and sort of feeling unable to interact with people. But what we all lose sight of is like with you. So if you were came to, to me and asked me about, you know, you told me that you had a fear of public speaking because of what happened to you, then obviously, again, see it for what it is and not how it felt, seeing it for what it is, the chance of you ever speaking in front of all those kids again is negligible. In fact, that any single one of those kids even remembers that, I would bet well, well, money that they never would. Well, the irony of it is, then when it went around the class and someone else mispronounced stuff i was laughing at them yeah but you, you know so whereas they've created a, a, a fear of public speaking for me i've then with the other group created a fear of public speaking but again for because we're only young we don't realize we don't realize the repercussions but the reason that we're doing that and there is no again you know it's not done intentionally but the reason nobody that, wanted to be in that lesson exactly we're looking and for a distraction uh, looking to distract and no one wanted the teacher. to read that book anyway exactly so that was the reason for the laughter not not because anybody was particularly yeah, laughing at you. But the thing is that you can literally have a phobia to absolutely anything. If you feel that, that your life has been endangered by and anything... It's just one thought split in second, one second. Split second. And, but obviously, I think that because I would, within our developmental years, the most prevalent to causing issues in the future between the ages of kind of 5 and 13, but it's, it's because in those ages we don't really have the cognition to be able to evaluate situations accurately. And that's why we take things so personal. That's why, you know, that some people that, that have got a social phobia or have a fear of being judged is because, you know, they've got a sibling that might be better that, at them in one particular topic. And instead of realising that we're all different and they're good at something else, they suddenly feel that they're being compared to somebody else. And that, that sort of creates a trauma. So It's interesting. You wouldn't normally think of that as a trauma. Would you no, probably, you wouldn't. But it, but, but it is actually a trauma, which is why, when like, again, going back to how we start this conversation so many people will say to us i don't know how it started and i don't know even how this conversation started i've forgotten (laughs) (laughs) i'm sure it started with tadpoles did it not it did it's funny how we can just kind of go on to certain things but i think the thing is once you understand that right okay i need to look for clues in my life 
to find out. So I've got generalized anxiety disorder or panic attacks or uh, low self-esteem, whatever it might be. But hopefully when people realize that, okay, so that stems from a trauma, then when you actually do the timeline of your life, which is something that we always recommend to give you clues as to things that might need resolving that could be affecting you in the here and now that happened many years ago, then if you're looking for those traumas and you realize that those traumas aren't just a life-threatening moment or a car accident or something horrific. It can be something that you've witnessed. It can be something that's happened to you. It can be something that's happened on TV. It can be humiliation. It can be being told off, shock, embarrassment. You know, there's so many things that can actually well, the, sort well, of be the, traumatic to you, which can then lead on to having a negative effect. Well, the key to getting over all these things, because all these things, if you suffer a trauma, they create symptoms. And it seems to be that so many people look for therapy to deal with the symptoms and you can do that forevermore you've got to get back down to look I know I wasn't born with this and I wasn't born with any of these behaviors what was the cause what was that day that changed my life in a negative way and when you work back and you you know and you just said the best way to do that is always a timeline and you find that experience then you can look at it for what it was. The good news is, though, knowing that you're yes. not born with any of these things, this is just down to life experience. The good news is everyone can be better. We'll look forward to chatting again with you next week. And in the meantime, make sure that you subscribe to your favourite podcast app and we'd love if you left us a rating and a review. Or get in touch with us at Facebook, The Speakman's Official, Instagram, at The Speakman's, or Twitter, at the underscore speakments. And we'd absolutely love to know what you would like us to talk through with you. So uh, what big changes have you recently made in your life, perhaps? Make sure that you're using the uh, hashtag making the change. We really do enjoy hearing from you. All that leaves us to do is to say thank you so much to our producer, Anushka Tate, for Orion Publishing Limited. And of course, to you for listening, which we really do appreciate. Until next time, you keep making that change. Bye. This podcast is not a substitute for medical or psychological intervention, nor is the content intended to replace therapy or medical help or advice. We would therefore always strongly encourage you to speak with your doctor or health professional about how you are feeling and also to inquire about counselling or therapy. Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Mannies and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code PRESSON25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 
luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.